to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and this is on MTR Podcast. Today, I am interviewing the owner of Third Eye Comics, your local source for comics, records, games, toys, and much, much more. Please welcome Steve Anderson. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Totally. Um, I try. I'm, I'm uh, eventually I'm going to get the boxer style uh, intro in almost like maybe <laughs> MMA, like just jump out of my suit. It's time. Just losing my mind. You got to do it like road dog from the old WWF. Uh, oh, you get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Y'all better you call somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's the ROB. Uh, yeah. So before we let's, let's get into it actually. Um, so describe your work and describe like the, that story around third eye comics. Cause I, I, I want to learn a little bit more about this. Yeah, sure. So, um, so we've been open since 2008. Um, I grew up working uh, at a comic book store in uh, Bowie, Maryland, um, for, I'd say probably about, I started there when I was 19. Um, and then I worked there till I was about 23. Uh, I worked a few jobs, um, that, um, that I wasn't too wild about when I was about 23. And, um, one day I just, you know, was like, Hey, um, I'm going to try and give this a go. So I, um, I went back to working at the comic book store on weekends. Um, I started delivering pizzas, selling my collection at conventions, uh, things like that. And basically just saving, um, every dime I could, um, with the idea that, you know, I might be able to get a loan to do this. Now at the time in 2008, um, Iron Man had just come out and that was it. You know what I mean? So like going to a bank and telling them that you need money to open a comic book store wasn't, it wasn't a viable thing. Like our industry hadn't turned into kind of what it's become, uh, you know, over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know anything about any of that. So I just was like, I just could keep saving my money, save my money. And it actually worked out really well um, because I didn't have a whole lot of money saved up. Um, but we knew a store owner in Annapolis who um, that he was trying to get out of the business and he was looking to close. And uh, we made a deal with him to kind of take on, um, you know, basically his, uh, you know, bought his fixtures and, you know, uh, you know, some goodwill and basically, uh, you know, went in and, you know, basically took over his old spot and we renamed it third eye. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. And, um, and that's where we started. And, um, that was uh, 2008. And then we did that, um, we were there for a year and a half, two years. And then, um, after that, it was on to a little bit of a bigger space right up the road, another two or three years there. And then on to another bigger space, a little bit up around the road. <laughs> and then, uh, finally, uh, in 2017, we expanded into the location that most people know us from now, which is the, uh, the one on a uh, Chickapen round road. Um, and that's the one that has the comic store and the game store side by side. And that that's that's a, a monster of a store. But kind of along the way, we've opened other locations and done a lot of cool stuff. I'm real thankful to be able to wake up and just do this thing that I'm pretty good at and um, <laughs> I really enjoy. <laughs> so what you were describing there is is growth and it's like comic in, in, in at least from my vantage point, comic is a name only. It's almost like you guys are comic pop culture, the whole gamut. And it's like the, like I've gotten into the convention circuit over the last few years, anime yeah. expo, blurred con, awesome con, yeah. the, the whole thing gone is press. So, you know, I feel yeah. a little privileged. And so in that, what do you enjoy most about your work? Cause I'm hearing the fandom there obviously has to be fandom. You can't <laughs> say, Oh, I really hate putting these pops up right now. But yeah. so, so tell me about what you enjoy most about your work. Yeah. I mean, the, the mainstay for me, the thing that's always been a constant is, um, 
I, I get excited finding things that make other people excited. Like that's, that's the thing for me. So, I mean, and I think that's kind of part of our success is, um, we're not there to just push like, I mean, like I like a lot of stuff, you know, but we're not just there to push like the stuff we're into. It's more about like, basically like just like having something for everybody who's coming in, whether it's movies or toys or comics or games. And I love bringing in a new product category and kind of like watching it grow and then seeing people get excited. Like, Oh my God, I can find these in stores or, Oh my God. You know, like we carry blue, we just started carrying Blu-rays and DVDs um, about three months ago. Now that's, most, most people that run, you know, conventional big box retailers would be like, you're out of your mind. That's really dumb. People love them. They're stoked. <laughs> they come in the store and they're looking at, you know, they're picking it up and they're like, they're like, it's so cool to be able to go into a store and buy a movie again. And like, yeah. that's the thing I like the most is like being able to kind of give people an experience, um, that they're like, ah, oh, this is me. I'm, I'm finding what I like, you know, and that's it right there. I mean, in, in my recording space, I'm recording this from the lovely Rob Lee Studios, my home. Uh, and I'm looking over my shoulder and I see my comic books. I like yeah. the much parsed down version of it in my DVDs. And, you know, it's it, like you can digitize all of the stuff. I, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm going to keep yeah. a small cachet. Like I like to have that tangible thing. It just something yep. doesn't seem right about, at least for me, storing everything online. And even to that, like, I, I want to say... One of my most prized possessions, I don't have it anymore, which says shows you how protective I was of it, was probably a DVD of the old Silver Silverhawks uh, oh, from yeah. back in the eighties. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. It was like this this cartoon has no premise, right? Other than they're you know nervous over but you know that's that's a thing for me. So yeah. For you, what would be that most prized piece of memorabilia, pop culture related for you? And how did you get it? Because I, I ordered mine from eBay. I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Um, I probably my CDs, uh, my CDs and my tapes, um, you know, like I um, I grew up. Um, you know, when I, when people talk about third eye, you know, I'm like, you know, comics and skateboarding and, uh, music and horror movies. And that, that was like my diet as a kid. And, um, I remember, uh, there was a video rental store, uh, behind where, um, I was living with my grandma at the time. And when I was like probably about 10 years old, nine years old, and we'd, we'd walk across the, the, the field to go to it. And, um, they sold cassettes and, yeah. um, I've still got like, you know, my cassettes from that era. So like in my CDs and stuff. And I think the first cassettes, it was when they sold like cassette singles. Yeah. So it was like, you got one song on each side. It was kind of, you kind of, once you figured out what was happening, you're like, Oh, this kind of sucks. You know, like, <laughs> you're getting over guys. <laughs> yeah. But it was, um, it was, uh, it was Metallica, which, um, I think it was, I think it was inner Sandman. And then well, I can't remember what the B side was. And then there was, um, was it the Zim Zim boys, the guys who did rump shaker. It was like, oh, it was, yeah. You know that, you know, the song I'm talking about, right? Like rump shaker. Yeah. Like, are you talking about two live crew? No, 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 no. I'm trying to think, let me, let me look it up real quick. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember like just stumbling across cassettes and, and things like that. Back. Oh, Rex and Effects. Hell yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, 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 those were the first two cassettes I ever bought. I still have them. I still got them. 
That's I still dope. Got them. And, and, and they're, they're not going anywhere. Those are my most prized. Like they've traveled everywhere with me because I'm a big music guy. And that was kind of like what got me into music to start. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. So going, going back for you, cause you, you touched on like Iron Man and you know, that whole process of like obtaining a loan and all of that, um, or looking into that. So for some people, that's their first comic book movie, right? Yeah. What is your first comic book movie? And I'll, I'll share with my, I'll share mine's with you, but yeah, what's your first it. comic book movie? Um, mine's is going to be, it's not good. Cause I'm, I'm going to date myself real quick. It's no, probably, it. it's probably, uh, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Oh, I remember renting that. Yeah. So yeah. Lou Gossett Jr. is just miscast. <laughs> yeah. And the knife, he had the skull knife. And that was the only, that was the only hint of that being the Punisher that yeah. you saw. Like, yeah, that movie. Um, <laughs> and he get his ass that. at the end of the movie. It's like, what is this? What are we getting here, guys? Yeah, no, no. That was how superhero <laughs> movies were like when we were kids. Cause like, I remember I rented that and I remember being super stoked. I was like, all right, cool. We're going to watch the Punisher. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking of like, the Punisher, like yeah. Punisher. And it's like, it, it, and I don't even think he had black hair in it. He had like blonde hair, right? Dolph no, he, he had dark, he had dark hair. He, he, dyed dark, he had yeah. dark hair. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, he didn't look anything like the Punisher, which is cool, whatever. Yeah. But then like friggin' like there's no skull on his shirt. And I was like, dude, I was like, and, give and me like, something. Just the knife. That's all you saw. There was like one scene where he has like a knife and it's got yeah. the skull on it. And I'm like, that's it. Um, Man, my first one was probably um it was I, I got lucky. I got lucky. Um my first one was Batman, uh the Tim Burton one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that that's that's a that's a great film. That's one of the rare exceptions of that time period that that still really holds up. Um and I, I actually my my mom had taken me to see that in theaters when it came out. It was 89, so I was probably like seven or eight years old at the time. And like um and yeah, I mean, I was, I was in man. Like I had like the Joker, Chuck Taylor's I had the bat symbol on the side of my head. Nice. Like, I, I was in, like I was in. So that was my first one. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean like that's, yeah, that's it. I got, I lucked out. I got a good one. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's fantastic. Like, uh, and I think they may have been the same year. I think both of those were maybe 89. Um, and just showing you like, yeah, at, at one point DC was a hit of Marvel. If we want to be yeah. honest about it. Um, yeah. Because even even at that point, like you'd had a bunch of like Superman movies. I didn't see any of those movies. Like, and I still haven't any of the Christopher Reeves ones. I haven't seen any of those. So like Batman would be the most prominent for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Up until probably Schwarzenegger came along. I was like, I think I'm all set. I think I'm all good. I think I'm good here. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, comic no, books have gotten no. bigger and bigger over the last 15 to, to 20 years or what have you. Cause I go back to probably like 98, like pre X-Men when yeah. like Blade came out. I just remember Blade being huge yeah. and like a lot of commercials on like HFS and things like that. And like, Oh wow. What's this? Or even them playing the rave, like kind of soundtrack. Um, and I think that there are three groups out there in terms of like the, the comic book scope, yeah. as it were, you have fans, you have haters and you have people who are just disinterested. What's a good example of a right. comic book movie and what's an example of a bad one? Cause I was playing a little bit of just a tip there, but what's an example of a you good know, one and what's an example of a bad one for the five folks out there? Yeah. So 
So it's funny you, you mentioned Blade because like when, when people ask me like, what do I think like the best comic book movie is or the most important comic book movie is, I say Blade because I don't think we'd have any of the movies we've got now without Blade because before Blade, the movies weren't good. Like you had a Tim Burton's Batman and that was it. That was it. Like the Captain America movie was bad. Um, the the uh, Generation X movie for TV Ooh. was bad. Fantastic Four is bad. Like there wasn't really any good superhero movies and there wasn't more importantly, there wasn't any movies that made comics feel cool. Yeah. And that Blade movie, when that came out, I remember everybody was like, this is really good. Like, and I was like, I had to go see it. I was like 14 or 15 or, and I was, I went to see it. It was bloody and badass, and it was like produced well. And like that, that was cool. It made comics cool and made, it made comic movies cool. And like, without that, I don't think we would have gotten like the X-Men movie, which, you know, at the time, like that X-Men movie was really high level. Yeah. And without that X-Men movie, we wouldn't have gotten Spider-Man without Spider-Man. We wouldn't have gotten Iron Man. So I would say Blade is probably my example of probably uh, like the best comic book movie. I mean, it'd be easy to go to something like Dark Knight and say like, you know, like that's that's the best because that's so well put together. But like, I mean, I'm, I, when you think about what made everything come back and like kind of brought everything back to life and made it possible. I think it's blade. Um, my, 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 my example of the worst one, um, there's man. some good ones in there. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of bad ones. Um, Jonah Hex. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really bad one. And that's not even that old. That's the thing that, you know, like, um, I would probably say, um, and I don't want to pick on like, you know, like the, like fantastic four by Roger Corman, but the fantastic four by Roger Corman is really bad. Yeah. That's, that's a really bad one. So I would say like that, that nineties fantastic four one, like that's, that's my, my, my pick. Cause you couldn't really find it anywhere either. It's like those who are in the know, they know that that thing existed. And as much as people kind of like crapped on the Tim story ones, yeah. Like, they're not particularly good either, but if you compare them to the Roger Corman ones, yeah, it's like, oh, this is magic. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, like, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think Blade is a is a good example because the other thing that's not there, it's the it's the beginning of like three movies of a trilogy. Whereas yeah. like the Dark Knight, you already had some like people love Batman. Let's yep, just call that right. what it is. But also the Dark Knight's a sequel. It's yep, a sequel exactly. to, you know, Batman Begins. So, you know, for, for Blade to come out with basically this pre-Matrix Matrix aesthetic. Bingo. I was thinking that the whole time I was just talking about it. I was like, it also pretty much set up the Matrix in a way, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, who would have thought that Chris Christopherson would be so great in that movie? <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that movie a lot. I'll probably rewatch it because as yeah. we're recording this, it's, um, it's, it's around his spooky season as it were. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I watch a lot of horror movies. I, I may not look like it, but I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Uh, and, um, let's, let's talk about horror movies a little bit because yeah, you're, sure. you're a yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's an area I love. <laughs> so malignant. <laughs> oh, okay. Right on. Have you seen um, this? I, I did. I did. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. Like I okay. thought it was good. Like, um, uh, like I, um, so I got a bad thing with movies where like, I'll, I'll watch them and like, um, I, I, I go in and out. Like I, like I, I, I gotta see stuff in the theaters. I didn't see that in the theaters. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't see it in the theaters, like I'm going to fall asleep sometimes unless it's really good. You know what I mean? Um, but, um, but I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought the concept was cool. Um, you know what the thing is I like the best about <laughs> it? 
It felt like James Wan was making the movie that like teenage James Wan wanted to see. Like it felt like I stepped back in time and like my buddies and I were rolling to the theater in a, in a crappy car that smells like Axe body spray in like 2001. And I mean, this in the best way possible. That's great. Like, but like, there's like, but like, you know, like when the scenes would start, like the techno would start playing and like, and I was like, I was like, I said, this is like a really well done movie (laughs) that like in the early 2000s would have been like a sci-fi movie. You know what I mean? Great. But I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. We, we enjoyed it. We, we, I usually watch all of these horror movies with like my girlfriend and she's like a five foot two Bratz doll looking person. So you're like, (laughs) also you really wouldn't expect to see her watching it. So after we got to a point, we were like watching. I was like, this is just a bad movie. I was like, okay, now enjoy it a bit more because I know it's a bad movie. And when it gets to the reveal and all of that stuff, I was like, it's just an action movie right now. I was like, what's happening in this this, uh, police station? And she called before it happened. She was like, he's she's gonna hit them with his chair from a distance. And we laughed so freaking loud. Um, So where do you consume most of your horror movies at? Like, are you a shutter guy? Or are you just like, you got like a bunch of like DVDs? What was, where yeah. did you get, where are you get most of your horror movies? So, yeah. So, um, so I, I've been collecting tapes and DVDs and stuff for a long time. Um, and I, um, you know, I'll, I'll stream stuff, you know, like, yeah. like at the third eye offices, we actually have like a, um, in the conference room, we have like a big TV. Um, and like, it's one of those like Roku, like smart TVs or whatever. And, um, I I'll, I'll keep like a bunch of like the streaming, like, uh, channels that do horror, like the free ones. I'll just keep this on rotate. Yeah. So like, there's always like something in the background, like you'll come in and like, you know, basket case will be on or reanimator or whatever, yeah. but, um, but like DVDs, Blu-rays. And like, if it's something I'm real hyped for, like, um, I do like the bloom house movies, usually like yeah. stuff like conjuring and also like when the new one of that came, out i was like i can't wait for the theater i gotta watch this you know what i mean mm-hmm. but um but yeah i'll do a mix i'll do shutter you know what i mean like i'll do i'll do a mix you know like it's it's one of those things where i go i go all over with it yeah we yeah. we did a we did a deep dive in the shutter and like it was one of those weird things where she signed up for it and she was like oh i thought it was gonna be for one month she's like oh i signed up for a year oh okay <laughs> and then she just re-signed up for it because we have so much fun watching it it's and a we, great channel yeah we've dived into yeah. the gallo stuff we've dived into yeah. um what is it the creep show series on it oh, which is yeah, really fire. Yeah, yeah um and i think even with hbo max you'll end up finding some of these gems that are like sitting there so it was a movie as a kid i remember the cover being so wild and i've never watched it so we were just sitting there one day and I was like, is that, is that freaking shocker? I was like, let's watch shocker. Oh, so, I think it's got the guy in the electric chair on the cover. Yeah. yeah. That's classic. That's yeah. freaking Skinner from the X-Files. And we've gotten so much humor out of that movie because it's very, it's like, it's like 93. And I'm like, yeah, I was eight when this came out. Yeah. I remember it in the video store. We have so much fun and it's just like, I that in a while. it's, it's just an extension of that fandom. Like, I was yeah. going through it. And I think that's ultimately what an extension of, of third eye is like yeah. we go through, we'll, we'll spend an hour in like a, a comic book shop. We'll spend an hour in a video game spot. And it's like, just yeah. looking at the stuff. Hey man, look at that. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Or just buying the stuff. And I think that's ultimately what you're capturing your space. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, like we, we want people to walk in and just have this feeling that they're like, going into the coolest thing in the world. Like, you know, like it's when you're a kid, when you're in a kid and you go into like a, you know, whatever you're into a toy store or skateboards or whatever. And you go in for the first time, like it's, you're a little nervous cause you've never been in and you're like, you know, and then, then you, and you get in and like, 
it's so cool when it lives up to the hype. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, I mean, when I travel when I, when I'm going anywhere, that's what I look for is I look for other comic book stores, toy stores and things like that. And I, I just like to, I like to go on all types because I love to just kind of like, you know, it's just, everything's so different and it's great. You know, that's, that's one of the things like when I had the uh, interview uh, yesterday with, um, with, well, at the time of his recording with Andy, um, one of the places, no, it was actually Mark. One of the places that he's a music guy and he was like, yeah. the first thing that I do when I go to a new city is I check out the record store. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, I don't yep. know what the equivalent of a podcast is, but I like yep. clothing. So I'll like, Oh, let me go here. They, I'm sure they have a sale on yeah. Carhartt or something and yeah. I'll go, go there. But whatever your thing is, whatever your interest is, it's good to have a, I think a broad palette of it. And it feels so good when you find a good one, you know? Yeah. yeah. So speak on, um, some of the, some of the other challenges of, or difficulties of someone who wants to get or potentially wants to get into the comics industry. You mentioned earlier about like funding in, in that period when you guys got yeah. started was, yeah. was a hassle, you know? Yeah. So oh, how is it, how is it now for someone who wants to either get in it from a, like a selling kind of like in business kind of perspective or someone who wants to get in it from the artistic standpoint? Yeah. So it's, um, it's interesting. Um, so from like a, like a, like a dealer perspective, like selling at conventions, uh, opening a store, anything like that, opening a store is still incredibly hard because it takes a, a good chunk of change to do it. Like the way that we did it, we, um, there was definitely a level of luck, um, because like, you know, like we, we got in there and like, I mean, we were, we were, you know, I, I was a kid, I was 26, you know what I mean? So like, you know, like, you know, it was, it was weird, but like at the same time, like it's, 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 it's a little tricky because, you know, you're, you're navigating things like leases and like inventory and just, it's a lot of that. And, um, the industry as a whole, uh, has been disrupted a lot in the last, uh, two years, you know, after COVID, um, where like things are, um, a lot harder, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, how we're ordering product, where we're getting product, things of that nature. Um, so that end of it's still kind of tricky. Um, but becoming, being able to sell comic books or toys or anything like that to other collectors has become way easier than it was say 10 or 15 years ago. Like it was, um, I sold online, uh, you know, before we opened, uh, you know, 15 years ago and it was, it was a process, you know, it was, it was, it was very, very time consuming. Uh, it was very niche still the, 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 the market hadn't opened up like this. Um, but now, I mean, you can go on like, you know, all these live selling apps, um, and you can just sell online and, um, yeah. it's crazy. And people build small, like micro businesses that are very viable that are just living in that space. And I think that's really cool. Like I watch those kinds of guys a lot that are doing that. Um, because there's some really innovative stuff that they're doing to build their community and build their audience and, um, and kind of get people at, at the end of the day, excited about books and excited about comics and excited about toys and all the things I love. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I guess it's not a great answer, but it's, it's, no. it's easier in some ways, harder in other ways. Than yeah, and, I, and I think with it, cause immediately when you were talking about like selling online, I immediately thought of Andy from 40 year old virgin and I started yep. laughing to myself. Yep. <laughs> but, yep. I think part of that is a reflection of just more things just being online now than they yeah. were 10, 15 years ago. And, yep. you know, you can go to even like really, really expensive sites like StockX and you see like, oh yeah, they did yep. this Murakami like print on a pop. Oh, exactly. that's going for $8,000. Say word, you know, like, 
that's that's the right, thing. Exactly. People, people can fund things with it. Like I remember one of the things instilled in me from my dad when we were younger, my brother and I, of oh, this is the number one issue. Put yep. it in something, hide yep, it, put exactly. it away. Yeah, yeah. And like eventually, you know, you've read it, you've enjoyed it and all of that. But if it can fund something, if you can get like a couple yeah. of thousand off of it, and if it can fund something, yeah. You absolutely. might be able to buy it later. You know, you might yeah, be able to rebuy exactly. it later. Exactly. No, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, and then for the creative side, um, like comic book, you know, writing and, and artists and stuff like that, I think that's probably actually a lot. Um, I don't want to say easier, um, because there's a lot more people doing it. It's a lot like, I feel like music it got to be where basically like the internet opened it up so that everybody could do it. Um, and everybody could get their stuff out there. So content is, is plentiful, but I think if you, if you're good and you, you've got good skill, like, I think it's going to get picked up and it's going to get noticed. So, but it is a lot easier to get out there and connect with people and like, kind of just find an audience for your work. And I mean, like at the end of the day, like, that's great because that's what you want is you want more, you want a breadth of variety Mm and the content that's coming out instead of just the same like content, you know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, for, for a long time, you, you have just comics are for these people exactly. and they're written by these people. And then, you know, when we look back at it, you're like, eh, that wasn't great. That wasn't yeah. great. That, that was some exactly. interesting storytelling there. And, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I mean, if you look at like, you know, like, like just like kind of like the industry now, like things have gotten so much more vibrant because you have people bringing in influences from all sorts of mediums, you know, and like, it's, it's cool. You know what I mean? And like, that's, and it's gotten a lot easier to, to get out there and find an audience that may not have been there a while ago. So like, for example, um, so the avatar, the airbender stuff, yeah. that, that is a fandom that is hardcore, you know what I mean? Yes, hardcore. And, um, that probably has influenced more modern comics that, that, uh, that world and that lore mm-hmm. than a lot of, a lot of superhero comics. And, and, you know, because if you look at a lot of this stuff coming out of like image and, um, creator owned works like that, you know, like the structure reminds you a lot of avatar and the, 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 just kind of the fact that there's not like one set genre, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you can trace that back almost to like, you know, manga in a way because of like Shonen jump and like things yeah. like one piece and stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't really say like, okay, what is one piece? Is it a horror manga? Is it a superhero manga? It's its own thing. And, yeah. um, and that's, that's what you want is you want, you want lots of cool stuff. Absolutely. About about what percentage or how often are you working with like local, like artists and such and bringing yeah. in these like local books? We bring in, um, a, a lot. I mean, like, basically if we think we can find an audience, we think we can sell it, um, and it's quality, you know, we're going to bring it in, you know what I mean? And, um, and like, when I say quality, I mean, just the production value and things like that, because you, there's so many things that you have to think about when mm-hmm. you put it on the shelf in terms of like, cause like my goal is for it to go on the shelf and then to go off the shelf. Just and like I can't cause every, every inch of shelf space costs money. You know what I mean? Um, and, um, if, if the book is gorgeous and the, the story is incredible, none of that's going to matter if the consumer picks it up and maybe the, 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 um, the printing is like, um, not the highest quality and, the artwork looks a little muddy from like that, or maybe like the paper stock is like, you know, a cheaper quality and it's like kind of ballooned out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, like it's like that kind of thing. Like, but like, other than that, I mean, like we'll bring in anything and everything. And that's actually one of the things that like we've been known for, for a long time. It's why we have a lot of, um, 
people always ask me like, how do you get so many great signings with these, you know, comic creators who are, you know, really, really big. And I'm like, it's because I was bringing them in before they were really, really big, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and people remember that stuff. That's, that's important. I think, uh, yeah. really, really big. I talked to everyone on here. So people are like, Oh, Hey Rob, come through. I'm like, sure. Hey, how's yeah, it going? Exactly. So what, um, what, what other talents, what other talent would you most like to have? Oh man, that's a good one. I know that right away. Um, the ability to not be distracted, (laughs) like just laser focus, like, like just be able to be like, cool, this is the thing that I'm doing right now. Locked in. (laughs) Boom. And that's it. Like, that's it. Like, and I know that's a weird thing to say, but I'm telling you, like, that is the number one superpower. If you can do that, if you can just focus on something undividedly, you can pretty much achieve it. You know what I mean? But it's so hard to just do that. You know, I mean, working from home over the, like the last like year and change has been a challenge. I'm like, my game is downstairs. I can just go play Madden for a couple of hours and then log in and check an email. Yeah. Or you get like a text message from somebody and then you're like, well, let me respond to that real quick. Mm -hmm. Or you, you check your email and then, and then, you know, or just like little things, you know? And like, I'm like, that's so that's it. I've thought about that a lot. <laughs> we, we have to be a little bit more like Robert Patrick from Terminator two and just be like a Buick, like an Eagle, just straight to it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to watch that movie this weekend just for that. For I'm going to send you our review so you can listen to it at the same time. So you can just Perfect. get the whole immersive. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, so we got rapid fire coming up next after yeah, this sure. question, cool. which character which comic character i know there's a lot and this is a tough question which character do you relate to most and why ah that's a good one um, <clears throat> for me it used to be marv from sin city yeah yeah the why i don't know man there's a lot i mean like there's like that's a beautiful thing about comics you can find so much you know, of yourself and different ones. But I mean, like there's times where sometimes I feel like Tony Stark because like, you know, I'm balls to the wall, getting shit done. And then like, you know, kind of messing stuff up, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And then there's times, you know, I mean, I'd say like the character when people ask me like, cool, Steve, what's your, what's your spirit animal? I mean, I like Ben Graham. I like the thing, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my guy. There's, there's a lot, lot, the thing is very relatable to me. So I guess it's clobbering Thomas time for some, some rapid fire then. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, what are you currently reading? Uh, right now, comic wise or just in general? Um, in general. In general. Okay, cool. Um, so the thing that I'm, I'm reading right now is, um, there's a book called, um, call of them all. Um, it's like a work related, like a store, like, like retail thing. Um, the guy's name is Paco Underhill. He did a really great book called why we buy. And it's, Mm -hmm. he does all these books about retail and people bring him out. Um, this is not rapid fire. I'm so sorry. Uh, call them all. (laughs) Yeah, but he's great. You made a reference earlier to the road dog. So now I changed out a question and put this one in there. Okay, cool. Favorite wrestler. Oh man. That's a good one. Uh, Taz. Nice. Nice. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, favorite comic writer, favorite comic writer, um, Graham Morrison. Good choice. Uh, this might be a double play right here a little bit. Um, superpower you wish you had in real life. You may have already answered it. Yeah. The ability to not be distracted. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just okay, be focused. I'll, I'll keep that in there. It, it, there are pills for that. I've heard. I, 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 <laughs> what is it? Uh, that, what's that Bradley Cooper movie? I'm sorry. You broke up there. I apologize. No, you're good. Uh, I was like, it's, it's pills for that, like limitless. So last question I have for you, um, yeah. Kenner or Hasbro? Kenner. Okay. I respect yeah, that. Kenner. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm sorry, but the Batman figures, the Star Wars figures. I respect it. So that's all the questions that I have for you today, Steve. So if you will, I'd like to give everyone an opportunity to shamelessly plug. So plug, plug, plug away. Telephone folks where to check out you, Third Eye Comics, all of that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can find us, um, you can find us and all of our like various things like social media and all that at thirdeyecomics.com. Uh, if you do want to follow us, Instagram is where we live the most these days. Uh, it's instagram.com slash thirdeyecomics. Um, and then in uh, November of this year, November 13th, we'll be opening up a, a special new concept uh, right around the corner from our Annapolis store called Third Eye Buys. Uh, it's going to be a storefront dedicated to just buying your nerdy stuff. And that, uh, that's our next thing. So, yeah. Uh, so sounds good. Thank you so much for being on a podcast. So I'm going to do my sign off. So for Steve Anderson of third eye comics, I am Rob Lee saying that there is art. Thanks to buy geeky things to buy. Enjoy your fandom. Thanks to buy in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for them.